Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and craft beer. Uh, I'm Ben. It's episode 214. I'm here with Lucy. Hello. And Adol. Hey. Hey, both. Hi, you. <laughs> Thanks. Hi, back. <laughs> oh, what a crazy, crazy week it has been for the world since we recorded last. Um, well, to be honest, by the time this goes up, there may not be a world left, so... <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's it's very very likely to be fair. Um, so there's so much there's there's so much shit going down. I mean, we we obviously stand with anyone trying to make their lives better, not exploiting other people to do so. That's a, that's a, I don't know how else to put it really. Yeah. Yeah. Let's open some beers and talk about what's brought us together this week video games as it does every single week something a little bit more light-hearted that we can escape to when the world is on fire um just like all oh, of damn our... it i was gonna talk about the world on fire the <laughs> <any> release. <laughs> oh, i was gonna say all of our rooms are currently on fire considering it's the hottest it's ever been in any where oh, is it today oh no i don't know i've just made that oh yeah because it, yeah, it doesn't seem that warm today <laughs> I mean, it's, it, I feel it was warmer last week, but um, yeah, it probably yeah, the weather's still good. It's still holding up. Yeah, right, uh, Lucy. Mm. What are you drinking this week? Um, mini, 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 mo. Which one? You know what? We're gonna have some fun. Okay. I'm gonna, which one? I'm gonna number them in my head, one to three. Mm-hmm. And I want you two to come up with consensus of which one. Mm, why don't we go with two? Okay. A deal? You in agreement of two? Well, no. you have no choice. Sorry, but anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how this is going to go otherwise. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start off with a Lervig. Oh, nice. Tasty juice. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I haven't had Lervig for a while. Mm, I've had tasty juice before. Yeah. I think. Probably not in can, probably just on on draft. Um, but it's a double dry hopped IPA, six percent. The hops are mosaic, equinot, and citra. Can't see anything else about what malt or yeast in it. Yeah, that's it. Um, mosaic, equinot, citra. It's five hundred mil can. Nice. Very nice art. Very jungly. It's very jungly. Yeah. Mm. It's got their little signature men as well. Yeah. All right. Little blue that. man. Mm. Having fun. Nice. Is that in the background, Lucy? On uh, mm. the the purpley, uh, um, peachy can that you've got. Is that a uh, verdant? Yes. Ooh. Is it <laughs> strongest of the strange? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's the name of yeah? it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Strongest yeah. of the. Strongest yes. of the strange. Yeah. 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 I drank that the other night. I know. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was Mr. just thinking. Fancy in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, should I, should I go with that one? 
Shall I not? That's why we're all free. Yeah, Good fair. Choice. Um, it leads quite nicely into what I'm drinking because I'm going to drink mm. a beer from Verdant. Uh, Good, nice. This is I will need your signature, a pale ale. Mm. Uh, it's got a, a hashtag uh, hash pound sign zero two eight nine. I don't know what that uh, relates to. Whether it's a a brew number, you know, the the amount of beers that they brewed. Uh, mm. Who knows what yeah. that is? Because it doesn't. Hopefully, give one me of them does. Well, I would think so, yeah. It doesn't give me any flavor text, though. Uh, it is 5.5%, and it is a uh, single hop mosaic. Yeah, I've had that nice. one before. Oh, nice. Hmm. I will crack this. Adol, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, the Unite Tribute IPA from Wildcard Brewery. Uh, it is a 5.4% IPA, and... Um, it's brewed on International Women's Day as part of the IWCBD project, which aims to promote and encourage more women in the beer industry through collaboration and education. This beer is dedicated to Ada Lovelace, an English mathematician and writer who is widely celebrated as the first computer programmer. Nice. I thought, hey, I mean, it's a, it's a bit after International Women's Day, but this seems like the appropriate time to, to have a... Tribute beer to yeah. those who it's are not who are structurally all... oppressed. Yeah, right. yeah. Yes. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's quite interesting. Like whenever ah, you read about like early programming, how programming was seen as was given to the women because they were like, this is just a lowly, not a pauper's job, but it's like yeah. this is the grunt work basically. And yeah, the artists were all men and stuff like that. In in game, you know, in games as well, in just in tech in general. So, so yeah, that's interesting. How that just like flip flopped and it's like women programmers yeah, that, not unheard of now but it's like yeah <laughs> uh, crazy mm. it is and uh, yeah a good beer to uh, a good beer to have uh, considering what's going on at all um, Lucy how's mm. the Lurvig just smelling it it's, it's got all those tropical notes that like really like pulpy like like orange and tropical fruits Mm. It's, it's not like if you have like the rind it's like no this is like the juice the pulp of that fruit just like mm. really potent nice Ooh. sounds lush yes it is this is I mean the the aroma just matches the can and just like a, a whole you know like sense of being outside <laughs> collecting mm. fruit yeah just oh gosh yeah I, I, I don't want to drink it I'm just going to smell it <laughs> I've tasted it before. It's just but, so nice to smell. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's got the taste to back it up as well. Mm. Ooh, that's nice. Ooh, it's quite a lot of pineiness and bitterness at the end as well, mm. which is nice. Uh, at the start, you got that fruity. Got it's quite smooth as well. So, I've even shown the beer. Probably have, but um. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hazy. It's really cloudy. Uh, it's light straw colours, almost going into light orange, but um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good beer. Yeah, you're getting all those fruits as well, just right at the start, and it's got that perfect balance of fruit at the beginning, just bitterness at the end, but you're still tasting that fruit as well. It's it's slightly dry, so you are encouraged to keep sipping it, but. Oh, that that pininess is it's just it's so fresh and so zingy. Mm. It's just just wakes you up. Nice. 
Mm-mm-mm. Sounds like it's not going to last very long. No, and it's yeah. 500 mil can, and it'll be yeah. gone before the deal even starts talking. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Good. Well, I'll jump into I'll jump into mine quickly then. Uh, another beer with a very very lovely nose, which wafted as soon as I'd, I'd cracked that can. Light, very light though, really subtle, nice mm. sort of tropical notes on there, but hard to in the nose pick out exactly what that is. Sort of a mash of things, and I think the first thing that kind of hit me with this beer was um, just how smooth it is, more mm. than anything. Um, and mm. it is it is a subtle sort of flavour. There are those fruits there, a little bit of pineapple perhaps, but really it's kind of the creaminess um, <laughs> and the smoothness of the of the beer itself but yeah that really kind of hits you um there's this sort of you know a little bit of melon in there as well um maybe edging more kind of honeydew you know it's not sort of that cantaloupe it doesn't have those sort of slightly orangey citrusy sort of notes but mm. Mm. i think it's and I'll sort of uh, quickly mention, I've been chatting to um, Will down at Pipeline because um, they got in touch and said, um, hey, the altogether beer was 6% as a correction for a couple of weeks <laughs> yeah. ago. Um, yeah. And um, he was saying, when we were talking about the beer, sort of the, the, the body that it had to it, and he was saying about how like the water makes such a massive difference. Yeah. And I think you know, Verdant also down in, in Cornwall, um, there's just something about Cornish water yeah, that definitely. gives it just that slightly, or a slight heft to it, even when it's a lighter beer. Mm. Uh, and I think this definitely uh, benefits from that. But it does have these nice, very easy um, tropical fruit flavours, bit of melon, maybe a bit of pineapple yeah. kind of going on in there. But that little bit of heft it has just carries it a little bit more just gives it more weight um and whilst it i will chug this back you could you could sip if you were that way inclined yeah i mean you can definitely tell the water quality well bad water quality to good water water quality to great water quality it Mm. it really does make a difference like um the one i always fall back on is um the heavy water stout from I think it was Beaver Town. Mm. I think it was Beaver Town. I don't think it was Matthew Rock. Um, and yeah, even though that was like an 11% stout, it, you could still taste the water quality in it. And it's just nice. mm. how smooth and like easy it is, even though it was 11%. Just, just yeah, you can tell. Mm. Nice. And best thing about going to places with good water, like when I went to the Lake District... Mm. Just, just got a few empty bottles and just bottled that shit and brewed that, <laughs> which also has pretty good water. But, but yeah, good tasting water is so good. That, that, that's what I miss yeah. the most when I'm on holiday or something, or in mm. London. Ugh. It's just smog. It's not even water. It's just smog. <laughs> smog in a bottle. Yeah, and we're used to that in Birmingham, but at least we have good water. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, soft, yeah, so soft only- water is good. Yeah, you're only down the road from some of the best water places in the, mm. in the country, really, aren't you? So. Yeah. Mm. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, Adol, we'll come to you. How's the beer? Um, first of all, it's got a lovely 
floral subdued, but like floral, slightly sweet, and I want to say like, oh, I always get these melons confused. It's, which one's the more watery one, honeydew or Watermelon? cantaloupe? <laughs> I think it's honeydew. Honeydew is the one I'm thinking of. Mm. Okay. Honeydew's got that slight, uh, more of a bitterness than a, a zestiness. I think more of a yeah, uh, more bitter than zingy. Yeah, and that's exactly what the taste is. Also, kind of like that. Um, it's a X percent where X is equal to five point four. Like a bit uh, maxi, a bit algebra. IP. Yeah. Um, a real simple algebra. <laughs> the only algebra State I variable. Can do. Variable has one potential uh, value. Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 really light actually. Um, so uh, coloring wise, it's slightly gold, more gold than straw. Mm. Semi hazy. Like I don't know if you can tell just because the where my light is. Uh, wait, I'm really bad at camera work. Yeah, you can kind of see. <laughs> yeah, just behind, a little. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, the taste is, uh, it starts with that melony, it starts like Griffiths. Um, it starts with that a uh, bit like that honeydew melon. So like, like, like I said, kind of light melon, um, slightly watery. Um, some of that floral nose is in there. Um, and then it just sort of slides into sort of that meloniness, taking a back seat. And that's when some of the more bittering parts of the hops come in and it's honestly not that bitter but i think that's exactly why it's like honeydew-ish because there mm. is that spike and the sweetness sort of sits there the melon part kind of rolls away and you're left with uh, the finish is or, or the end of the taste curves uh, is um a little bitter again sort of a light bitter um not not too sort of strong in either vector so it's not like it's in your face nor is it really sorry it's not like it's really strong like it overpowers all the other tastes but it's also not in your face bitter uh, and that sort of fades away and it leaves the mouth feeling a little uh, uh, the actual mouth feel is kind of neutral but it, it just has enough lingering bitterness that you're sort of like kind of want to requench which i'm going to do right now i like that word nice. requench yeah <laughs> really i mean this is exactly the kind of um sort of lighter IPA I wanted like two and a half hours ago when I was mm -hmm. blistering in the sun. Just yeah. like, and to be honest, in hot weather, I do like um, a, a beer that coaxes you to take more because I'm going to be drinking it reasonably quickly to mm. you know, mm. offset heat, etc. So it's yeah. like, this is, this is a good balance for this temperature. And like, yeah. Mm. Sure. Maybe I might have waited an extra 20 seconds, 10 seconds, but let's just have some more. Yeah. Life's too short. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just so it's, it's a really mm. delicate IPA, not in the sense of, in the sense that there's like a few things going on and they're just really well put together and none of them are like, it, it's not like a huge taste curve. There aren't big ups and downs, but there are, there is, there are changes and I really appreciate when a beer yeah. can do that but more subtly. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Just coming back to mine, what it reminds me of is like, you know, when you, just have it orange and you're just eating it as is and mm. then sometimes you accidentally like like eat into the rind and you get that mm -hmm. bitterness it's just that perfect like mix of like just bursting pulpy fruitiness and then nice bit of bitterness just to nice taper it all off it's so good mm. 
It's very tasty because it's tasty mm. juice. I'm not sure. Excellent. I think I'd prefer that in a beer than actually experiencing that from oh, an yeah. orange. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't. Very few people are happy when they accidentally. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's that. It's it's like those flavor combos, not exactly. Yeah. I guess unless you're K-Pax. There's a deep cut for y'all. K-Pax. Kevin Spacey playing a guy who may or may not be an alien, but eats a banana with the peel still on. He was cancelled, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Always, uh, always, uh, K. Get K Kevin Costner. Nope, Kevin it's not going to work. Wait, so I know. Kevin mixed up with Kevin Costner. And no, I know which one. It's weird because I know who Kevin Costner is and who Kevin Spacey is. Ah. I just have to pause <laughs> when someone says Kevin Costner and Kevin Spacey. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they're all both, you know. Kevin's. Right. Yeah, they're both Kevin's yeah. and they both had, you know, a lot of films in the The only two people in the world yeah, called Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Bacon be damned. Six degrees of Cosmo Spacey is the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, Spacey hit his stride sort of as Costner was fading, I think. But yeah, I mean, they're both, like, yeah. around when we were young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, which one was the one with thingy? Kevin, even though they don't even look alike, and not yeah, at all. Yeah, and it's, I know who's who. It's just I don't know, one. I one fancied Mina Savari. <laughs> one was trapped in the unending sea for a while. Yeah, like, just yeah. Yeah, but I always the same, think. The but same. I always have to like remember. Okay, who did Waterworld? Was it Kevin Spacey or Kevin Costner? But God, it's like... I, would, I would watch a Kevin Spacey one. <laughs> well, I won't because he's cancelled. But boy, would that be a different film. But it's like, I would be very it's, different. It's obviously Kevin Costner, but I always pause for a moment. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. What world? Such a strange film, isn't it? It's I like Kevin Costner it. thinking, I really wanted to be Mad Max. But yeah. I could do that Mad Max. on the sea. Yeah. On the high seas. I think he just wanted an excuse to drink his piss on camera. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Just like Jonathan Blow. <laughs> Although he didn't drink it, he just bragged about it. That's a deep cut. Yeah, yeah it Secret ending to the witness. Everybody. <laughs> 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 it just pans up to the sky, and there's just a really faded out image of him. Just. <laughs> Oh, the it ultimate is. The, puzzle. It is, it is a secret ending. <laughs> Jonathan Blow is the it? ultimate puzzle. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. Let's He's talk about. Let's, we, we, can, we are talking about video games. Let's talk more about video games. Uh, Adol, we'll start with you this week. Uh, I know you've been you've been a busy <laughs> busy boy. <sighs> yeah. Not getting all those turnips. Yeah. So I thought it's been a while, and I accidentally actually um have picked up the animal crossing once more to in a, mm-hmm. in a larger degree than i was um uh and i thought i'd talk about a little bit about sort of what shifted and changed besides yeah boredom with other things um so i sort of hit a wall in animal crossing because i never liked crafting and that was like grind crafts which I, I know Lucy that's sort of the way you primarily made your money in the game because mm-hmm. uh, every I'm a day scrub. 
the, the oh, I'm a blue collar worker. I'm not. I'm not. You know, on the stock exchange. <laughs> I don't oh, have those dear. kind of you're riches. Just, you're just setting me up something fierce. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I just I don't find that gratifying. I know some people like those kind of loops, and and that's why Animal Crossing is a really interesting game because it has a bunch of different loops that you can mm. sort of buy in or buy out of, uh, pun mildly intended. Um, so, uh, I, and it was like, okay, well, like you could sort of grind or do things you kind of like and expand your house or get a bridge, but it'll take a few days here and there of just sort of doing the gameplay that you mildly enjoy, but kind of, it, it got to the point where like, I like the fishing, I like the bug catching, I like the fossil digging, uh, resource gathering outside of that is less fun. And it was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, this will take a long time before I can pay off loan X or like get to the point where my my island will will get the mythical kk to to play his concert which is the pseudo end game well it's the climax i guess and then the rest mm. is denouement it's what i needed um, i needed the the credits yeah yeah um and it was just like oh uh, i'll just sort of check in and try i kept missing my streaks of nook miles but also not really using them because exactly. it's like i don't feel like going to an island so who cares once you get out of that um, repetition, it's just like, well, yeah, I get, what, 50 knot miles? Yeah, because they don't start going up after you've hit day 20 or something in a row. They're, they're just at, like... Seven. Oh, is it seven? Well, there you go. Seven, yeah, seven plus, it's just and it's 500, just 300. Yeah. Or is it 300? There you go, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so it was kind of like, eh, well, I'll do it sort of in the mornings to kill some time. And like I said, I do like the museum, and so collecting the fossils and the bugs is kind of nice. Um... And I just sort of sat with it, and then after chatting with Lucy and seeing her island once more, and I was like, wow, I could do a lot of this stuff, like make a Zen garden or whatever. But to be honest, one of it, the things was, I realized today that um, I, the way my mind works is I can't plan out an island, I can't see what I could do with the island when there's a whole bunch of trees and everything, but also without paths and stuff, I was kind of like... I, I, I can look at this area and think, oh, it'd be cool if I had paths here. I don't have paths unlocked. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I could make yeah. this area like uh, like a star-watching area or whatever near the lighthouse, which doesn't make sense because yeah. the lighthouse would have light pollution. Yeah. I know, but I just like the aesthetic. <laughs> um, also, the telescope doesn't work anyway. But, like, it was just kind of... Uh, and so I was like, I guess I could just demolish all the trees because I don't really grab wood often. <laughs> and then, like, then I'd have a blank space to, like, fiddle with because i can't yeah. swap them in my head easily mm. no i i but agree because to, to be honest deal since you've visited my island i've stopped there i like the rest of my island is still tons and tons of trees that's yeah. it. but i also liked so i mean i'm also the guy who up until more recently because i realized there's i'm never going to get a high grade on the island without weeding <laughs> so I liked the fact that the sort of backwoods area was backwoods and that there was different plant life. Um, and it was like, I guess I should just do this. Mm. I can always, like, plant weeds or something, I guess. Yeah, mm. yeah. and if you leave your game long enough, weeds will come back. Yeah, so I kind of just did that. Uh, and then I was like, okay, well, what is this turnip nonsense after missing it for a while? And, of course, because I do have that horrible... Uh, optimization circuit in my head I like had a decent I had a price I'm like okay I know according to the internet it can fluctuate all the way up to 600 uh, bells per turnip so I'll just I had a hundred thousand two hundred thousand bells and I was like instead of what? 
How many bells I, instead did you of like, <laughs> I had 100, no, 100, 200,000 bells lying around because I was w saving oh, them up I'm to sorry, like I pay off you, my... I was confusing bells with turnips then. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, no. 200,000 so turnips. That's 600 <laughs> bells a bit. He would have broken... Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo yeah, so what I did was I just the number doesn't go up that high. <laughs> yeah, I just put all the money into turnips, and I was mm -hmm. like, "Look, this didn't take me that long to like, yeah, make because of this like fake capitalist structure where money can kind of just always grow." Um, so I'll just do that, and then I'll see if I can do that. And then there mm -hmm. was someone online who was like, "Oh, my, you know, I'm at like six twenty four or whatever in one of the uh, Facebook groups, the gaming groups I'm in." I was like, "Cool," I I, I went. And they let me come and go, and so I went for the three trips that all my money, like, allotted. And suddenly I was at 1.4 million bells. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. Next day, next week bad. rolls around. and I, But then I was like, oh, cool. I could buy, like, this next house upgrade and almost half of the other one. Or... <laughs> I could buy as many turnips as I can with the, all the money I have. You put in it all I, on black. Okay. And I just, and I like, so like below my house on my map, there was just this region, which is, was just full of turnips. I had to drop cause they, there is stacks of a hundred. It was just like, nope, turnip, 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 turnip. And then I was like, cool. It was like Wednesday last week. And I was like, well, it might be poor again. Let me just do what the internet does. Let me just go online and see what it is. And there's a website that's like, you have to have a Discord, and you can queue into, you log in, and you you basically look at, everyone says, this is my current price. Uh, this is the cost of entry. <laughs> Your uh, soul. <laughs> and, and no multiple trips, what, you know, or mm. if you are multiple trips, message me, whatever, and then it just, like, and they, they set up how many people are allowed on their island at a time, and they, and you can set, like, how long your queue is, and so I just went through the list, and yeah, the, like, 625 people were usually, like, mm. you need to give me three, three stacks of 9k bells, and, like, five, or five Nuke Miles tickets, which is, like, your ticket to a fresh island, which is one of the few ways you can, like, meet other... I was going to say aliens. Yeah. Uh, animals. Villagers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, villagers, that's the word. Uh, and I was like, cool. So I like... Oh, also, actually, I wanted to pay off my bridge. And so yeah. I had like 130. And so I just like cashed in a couple stacks to like pay off a thing. And then I just went. And then I was like, well, that's probably my high point of the week. I'll just look online. And I just found a few cues. And like mm -hmm. while I was watching YouTube or... Um, reading for work and by that i mean like basically going back to youtube uh i just had the, the website open and they pinged it with the dodo code and i went and i uh i went i went to three different islands over the next like in one afternoon and of various prices the lowest was like 576 a stack uh, a, a turnip and i just like queued up realized i was never gonna get the perfect price for all of them and just mm -hmm. like went like Took, carried nothing but the thing that was, so I paid once um, with a, no, a Nook Miles ticket and then ticket but I also found people like tips appreciated 626 bells is my price I was like cool I'll, I'll, I'll go in a 24 person queue while I'm ignoring the game and working because then I hear a bing on the browser that tells me 
you're up, and then I grab mm. the switch from beside me, go to the island, and then tip them 100k because I'm making more than that difference um, compared to something cheaper. Yeah. And so I did that and with three different islands, and suddenly it was at 6.7 million bells. And I was like, cool. Pay off that thing, pay off that thing, immediately construct the last upgrade to my house, still have like 2.7 million in the bank, and... Um, and then I got 600 bells today, so I just went on the Facebook group and was like, I have 600 bells. And then people just sort of let the thing docked sit. Mm-hmm. And then people were tipping me the 900k just because whatever. So by I just having a good like price, s- I, I made 540,000 bells, got some cool items, including a teacup ride. that like Literally like, you know, the teacups? Mm. That's so in that, the and- shop, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so and then it was just like so and this he'll never I just use like it. he'll never put it anywhere on his island. I threw it on uh, immediately in front of the clothing <laughs> shop because why not? Um, but it was just like oh cool, I got to help people out, but also yeah. suddenly I made up. It's sort of all any money I would have wanted other turnips. I kind of just made half a, like just by accident by just mm-hmm. opening up my island. Um, anyway, so so turns out that the stock market is the easiest way to make money in, in the oh, game. Oh, yeah, Provided definitely. you have information, which is a hilarious analog. But um, yeah. really what I realized when I had 6.7 million, I was going to say gil, was that uh, I could do the things I wanted and I didn't have to worry about grinding or whatever, and that's exactly what I needed. And so I started mm. playing more and thinking more about the layout of the island, knowing that, like, oh, yeah, I've got a bunch of money. So, like, if I just clear-cut mm. things... I'll kind of be okay because it's not like I need to resource gather to grind, which yeah. is like this terrible well, analog. Yeah, of yeah, right. Like, <laughs> it, there's so many interesting things that that I won't wax too long about. But I just, it's interesting in a game that is sort of infinite money. Just you just over time work. Um, you still can hit this barrier, and as soon as like money is less of an object, it's like cool. I will be able to do these things. Like, I spent 100k on an aluminum briefcase that you can't carry. You mm. can just put somewhere, because I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll buy that. <laughs> 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 but, like, now I've got little... I've, got, I've started to have little spots on my no, island no, where no, I'm like, ah, no. oh, whatever. And, like, I know where I want to move the museum to. Uh, one of the things I really like is the fact that you can display the extra fossils over That's the island. Idea. And, like... I've changed my my island tune to the opening bars of Jurassic Park. So every time you talk Ooh, to nice. someone, it goes da na 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 na, and it That's makes me good. giggle. Yeah. yeah, I was super happy with that. But now it's like okay, I kind of now I want to pursue getting the concert so that I can like add the paths and do. I don't actually think I'll do that much terraforming, mm-hmm. except for like some yeah, spots you much. can't put a, like where I want to put a bridge and stuff. Really. Inclines. Mm-hmm can only go in the upward direction like in the vertical axis of your point of view right so you can't put it sideways you can can you Mm -hmm. oh i read a thing that said you could anyway so uh, there's some spots where it's like oh i'd like a staircase but Mm -hmm. like this i want it here but the staircase like the shore cuts off by one square so i can't put it there you can't like terraform the shore i know that but yeah. Yeah, I've got um, ramps so going that way, that way. Oh, cool. So then, yeah, so they're just like, okay, I would like to do that, but also, I'm, I'm not, like, the aesthetic <laughs> I like is that it's an island, and so, like, all my bridges and ch- stairs are just log-based, and I like the fact that there's a bunch of trees. 
Mm. Like I have mm-hmm. twelve of each. Each I have little orchard patches all over the island oh. where there's twelve peach trees in one spot, twelve orange trees in another spot, etc. Nice. And it's like cool. Like what I, like I want out of this is like maybe a hedge mage maze at the top because that's ridiculous. Yeah. But also matches that sort of more rustic aesthetic, but curated. And then I think I'll add paths. Maybe move the town square from being right off of the Dodo Airport, and then mm-hmm. probably be okay. I have one quarter of a boxing ring, though. Is the one trouble is because yeah. now I want all four parts to make a boxing ring, and I can't because I only have one corner. Yeah, I don't know why this all it in corners, but yeah. anyway, I I got my kitchen, and I'm happy. I'm, the next thing I'm gonna do is make a bar. Nice. And then I'm happy, and that's all I that's all I want in life. That need mm-hmm. to be a millionaire. I just want a decently sized kitchen and a bar in my house. Um, the last thing I'll that's say it. about Animal Crossing, and then you is... never return to it again, Lucy. Yeah, probably not. Probably. But <laughs> no, it's one of the like I played for an hour this morning. It's just one of those games where it's like I'm listening to a podcast and yeah, I want something that I'd like to I do can something barely slightly. pay attention to. Yeah, yeah. that's interactive. Mm. I, I um. So one thing they do have is on the first of the month, mm-hmm. they'll give you interest on whatever your outstanding balance is. <laughs> and <is>. eight bells. <laughs> um, so I was like, cool. Well, like, I, I could buy the reason I took turnips off this week, besides not needing the money, mm-hmm. um, was I wanted all that money in the bank to get the interest, and the first was Monday. Yeah. So guess how much you get with six point seven odd million bells in the bank. Six thousand bells? Not even 3. that. 3.3 thousand bells. 3.3k. Well, what's that? Like, like that's like 5%. three bugs and a shell. Like, that's not worth it. That's, that's point how interest rates yeah. are. <laughs> no. That's like a tenth of a percent. Yeah, that's how interest rates. Are. <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> anyway, it was just like oh, if you well, get one percent, you are balling. <laughs> oh, Canada's much better. Ooh. Well, we, we knew that. <laughs> we need to send all our money abroad. <laughs> I mean, that's Wait. why I, Cayman Islands. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of people do. Anyway, yeah, um, sure. so but the other thing is, like, it was kind of nice hanging out with people this afternoon, but unfortunately, because I was working. And they were all just like cycling turnips. I'm just like, oh, I can see how people, some of these people are like, it's a tight knit group, and they like, literally hang out on each other's islands, and like they mm. post pictures of the, the shenanigans they get, and they've got you know all kinds of outfits and little you know they, nice. they do a lot. And I was like, that's a lot of time, but also I can see how that approach works, and I think I'm not built for that. Mm. Um, <laughs> like, I think I. Uh, it's, yeah, my approach is like I would like to get the island more, more interesting, but also not too developed, and uh, and then I'm kind of sure I'm done. Like maybe like finding a neat thing in the shop might make me rejig a thing, but also like I have had the ability to make like a fountain or like little all all the bamboo stuff. Like I could do what Lucy did, which was like make this night lovely uh, Zen corner, and uh, it's like yeah, that would be cool. It's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of work. It took me about what, a few hours. 
Yeah, it's just because again I like. Because I wanted it, but really, like once you've got the materials, it takes twenty minutes. It was me uh, like I, saying, "Oh, I want this piece of art there and there." And yeah. There. The other thing is, I like the art that they've added in the last expansion, but you only get the art guy once oh, a yeah, week, yeah. and he. I got read today. You get three different things, and you have to figure out which one's the fake. And you can either use the internet or buy a thing that they won't accept the museum, and then you have a fake Michelangelo statement. Uh, That's all I care about because I bought like but, the statue of David today. I was like, I'm not going to research. If his PP's facing the right way, you know, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest, fake, I was like, I kind of want the counterfeit it. ones yeah, so I can just throw house. them around the island. <laughs> uh, I just wish there was a, a faster way to do that because, like, I wouldn't mind having the museum nice, but also have counterfeits to, like, just have have lying around. Just like, yeah. like I'm doing with fossils, right? Like, I just, I'm like one piece away from a full Diplodocus at, right off of the airport. Uh, just, just giant fossils. I'll have a look if stilts. I've got any fossils. Uh, if and send them. Anyway, I will send them. I, I keep game. spares. What the fuck is this game? It's, it, it, it's I mean, it is a great time. What What is really great is that there's so many different interesting loops and mechanics that, like, um, for me, I think for a while there it was just bouncing around them. Like now, I'm thinking of a breeding flowers, kind of just because I can, mm -hmm. and that might be that. So that's the thing where because you, I think you can only do so much per day, yeah. Uh, and it's perfect looping for me versus like grinding out. Well, now we're paying double for, you know, DIY recipe X. It's like, well, mm. I don't want to do that, but I can like think about how to grow. Like, oh, I've got a white thing. Uh, white wind blossom and a red wind blossom I bet a pink one comes out of that let's try and build, get that and if I get the, <sighs> that one let's see what I can combine it with because that's yeah. like some interesting strategic planning and, and trial and error but also I need to visit that once a day water it and fuck off mm. <laughs> my, my hedges flowered uh, today when I yeah. logged in it's pretty because I, I planted them and they were just bushes because it wasn't the right season Locked in and they flowered, and it's not nice. Wait, but what if you want them to be just bushes because you want to make a hedge maze? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, so, 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 so I think I'll end up playing more-ish over the next couple of weeks, and then like lose, and then hit the Lucy stage of being like, eh, I'll check in once every few days yeah. and mm. poke at it. I enjoy seeing other people's creations more than I care about doing my own, probably. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think yeah. I'm the same way. And it's like, but... I, I checked in with the museum on Sunday for the first time in ages, um, and I've almost finished the Fossil Museum, which is nice. So Nice. Mm. Got the whole T-Rex. Think about the whole Triceratops. Yeah, I didn't realize how how much I'd been doing because I don't visit it that often. And then mm -hmm. it was like, like I had three fossils, and each like in a few, every day it was like you've just completed a blah, you've just completed yeah. a blah. It's like oh wow, damn. Yeah, um, now it's just like oh, like every day that I go there and assess the fossils, it's like oh, can't take these it. off you. Yeah, we've got it. So yeah, I'll I see. Mean, to assess what, if that's what happened. Was I had like three Diplodocus chests in a row. I'm like, fuck mm. it, I'll put one on my island. <laughs> I just can't keep selling this shit. <laughs> I sell mine. Well, I make sure I've got a spare, because I thought, oh, somebody might need this, and then... Mm. 
I'll sell so, yeah, double. Uh, yeah. I've basically not played many other games, but uh, spending actual more time on it and, and mm. like some of the mechanics we hadn't talked about, so I thought it would be yeah, really yeah, useful. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nice, nice. Animal Crossing but Let's move on, because I'm sure week. Ben is bored as fucking hell. <laughs> I'm ready to open up another beer. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You're just like, <laughs> bells. It's, it's, yeah. it's good to hear about capitalism you know in, in in work within games and actually how it, it works is a lot of the time when we've been talking about like animal crossing it's it's always been this kind of not nebulous sort of thing but very much like oh yeah i've dabbled in this a little bit but i haven't really investigated this systems mm. um you know I, i've not really kind of seen exactly kind of uh, how this works and stuff and, and a lot of the things that we talked about were very um aesthetic in nature you know we talked about the island we talked about how that kind of works obtaining items um shooting balloons all of that sort of yeah. stuff um so it's good to actually understand the the, the systems hmm. the economy that they actually have behind yeah. this i wonder i'd love to have let me rephrase that because i was about to say i'd love to have a kid i would love to see a kid playing this and see what yeah. they um what they do? think about it just think about like how the actual world works with you know the intro because I think it it could potentially like teach kids about yes if you mm. put money in the bank you earn interest or should and even though money grow literally grows on trees in this game but just like you know you have to take out a mortgage and pay off your loan and so it's yeah, not yeah. obviously a one to one analog but like you know I never learned about that stuff in school <laughs> I wish I had <laughs> yeah. animal crossing I don't, think, I don't think many of us did no. And what I also thought was interesting with um, Statue of David was um, because you know how Nintendo are a bit funny with like you know sexual content and stuff. Little willies. Yeah, but I, but it's like this is a piece of art. Of course, it should be there. And it's like we won't get into that whole debate of stuff like that. But it's just like how sure. Assassin's Creed is it Odyssey. Mm. They oh, the like giant, giant statue cocks. Yeah. Yeah. They. they or, or like the actual. Because I'm sure they modelled like real pieces of art and stuff like in that, mm. you know, and statues in that game. Because, but with like the Discovery tour, it was like blurred out. And I'm just thinking, oh really? Yeah. And I'm thinking if Nintendo are like, yeah, but it's like Nintendo, are a Japanese company, and you know, uh, well, you'd think that French Canadians would be alright with it, but with a big audience being in like America and how. Well, we won't even talk about their values, but Ugh. it's just weird. If like, if Nintendo are fine with it, why couldn't Assassin's Creed have that? And it's like in a discovery tour, you mm. know, as part of an educational education. Yeah, whereas like yeah. Animal Crossing, it's like it's not there for the sole purpose of education as well. So it's, mm. I was just like, wow, you know, who some knows? People really mate. got their values mixed up. I mean, in Assassin's Creed, you can. Stab people in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't display. You can stab people in the throat, but there's no cocks. <laughs> oh, bizarre video games. Yeah, mm. it is a fucking odd world that we live in when it comes yeah. to uh, that kind of um, you know temperament around about physical form, the yeah. human body, and, and it's uh, how it's depicted. Uh, and there's a there's a massive conversation about how various physical forms are depicted in video games <laughs> over the years but that may be for another time yeah, um, that's a deep conversation that's a very deep conversation right 
let's open some beers then. Uh, Lucy. Mm. Have we got to pick another number, or are you just going to pick one? No, I'm just going to pick this one, since you've already guessed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tried to hide the can, but I knew you'd recognise it anyway. Um, this one is a beer from Omnipolo, Ooh. and it's called Mads. Nice. Mads. I, I think that it's in. Um, you're talking about Mads Mikkelsen. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> Omnipolo are from. Oh, I they're not they're Danish. From. Norway, aren't they? Are they? Did I guess? It says Holland here. Well then, Holland. Nah. And it looks like Belgium. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> go. <laughs> Bel- no, it looks like uh, Belgium. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> it's called No Bait Carrot Cake, and it's an Imperial Stout. It's twelve percent. And it has lactose, flaked oats, spices, and seeds. Oh, opium! Just probably. seeds. Well, like it's from Holland. They're from Stockholm, Sweden. Ah, uh, it's Sweden. Mm, maybe it was. It says, bre- maybe it's uh, been brewed. It says in... brewery de Molen, yeah. And it says Bode Graven, Holland. Hmm. Maybe that's where it was brewed. Yeah. What it's was it? Um, unless maybe one's the uh, maybe one's this, like the name of not the name sorry or the, the where it's been imported from perhaps something like that. Perhaps. What was the name of the beer again? Uh, Mads M A D S. Mads. Mads. That's definitely not how they said it when they named the beer. Mads. Mads. But yeah, it's got opium seeds in it. Ooh, interesting. Poppy seeds. No, no, it just said seeds, so I'm, I don't know. It said Holland. Could be sunflower seeds, pumpkin yeah, really, seeds. Yeah, I reach in there, so. Yeah. And I don't have a bottle opener, so. Huh. Yes. Uh, the the infamous, uh, infamous bottle that doesn't really yeah. exist anymore. Yeah. It's refreshing. Yeah. Good old bottle, you know. Um, Collect me caps. I'm going to drink another beer from Polly's. Because uh, these are the last two beers I've got. That's it. Oh. Out. <laughs> you, uh, sadness. That's, uh, uh, that's worrying. Uh, we do have a little... You and I have a little drop coming, don't we, from uh, Tank co-founder Mr. Alex Malpass, which uh, should be appearing towards the weekend. Uh, but this is uh, Farago, an IPA. It is 6.7%. It has got mosaic... Nelson Sauvon and Sabro in it. The malts are extra pale Vienna oats and wheat. Doesn't tell me the yeast. No, it doesn't. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Another beer with the fabled Sabro in, which seems to be a bit of a hot topic at the moment with uh, the the beer community. Hop topic? Yay! Yay! Yes. That is the can. Oh, I like week. that can. Also, I mean, Polly's nailing it with their yeah. with their can artwork recently. Especially, I've still got I've still got the 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 Daphne touch here, ready to peel nice. off and put on the board behind me. Um, I can't just board's have looking a board. good, by the way. I can't just have a board full of Polly's, can I? Mm. Mm. We already got yeah. one, right? Uh, two, actually. Oh yeah, there they are. Yeah, you can see oh, the, the, Which the, is the nice, telltale teardrop. A little photo of a um. 
log cabin because it's a, That's uh, nice. a West Coast IPA. Which is good. Mm. Yeah. And that one at the back, which is just this little yeah. mosaic style piece. I may I may replace the mosaic style mm. one with something. Uh, who knows? Anyway, I'm gonna pour it badly. Uh, Adol, what are you drinking? Beer. Hey, what kind of beer? Brewed by who? What style is it? <laughs> All right. In order, it is a New England IPA brewed by Amundsen Brewery. And it's a New England IPA. What's the third IPA? question? What style? Uh, New England uh, IPA. I do, yeah, what's it called? What's the name of the beer? <laughs> oh. Euphoric Mines. Oh. Look at, it. Look at this fucking can. Oh, oh nice. Amundsen. That's cool. Yeah, Amundsen's great. Amundsen? Yeah. Is that how you say it? I don't know. That's how I I'd say it. Amundsen. Yeah. I'm it is enough. a beer. Sorry, I got confused <laughs> by all the language and languages. Um, it is a 7% New England IPA. It has malted barley, malted wheat, oats, and lactose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they just say hops in a okay. kind of unfortunate way because I want to know what else. Uh, hops. And, uh, Amundsen or Amundsen or the A Brewery is Norwegian. Um, I really, really like this can. I'm not sure it picks it up, but um, the, the nice. greens on like this arrow and the owl eyes are iridescent. Oh, mm. nice. Comes over a little turquoise on the. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, because the I've got the light there, that mm. it's just like blasting cold light. You can't quite tell, but it's. Yeah. It's real pretty. Yeah, nice. red cans are always nice. I yeah, really they like are. Amundsen. Amundsen. They're one of my favourite brewers. Yeah. For sure. I got yeah. like, there on the board as well. Mm. Got their little Finback um, collab oh, one the on there. Finback, yeah, that was a really green, nice beer. Fated yeah. Green, I think it was called. Mm. Very yes, green. That is what it was yes. um, we'll come back to you, Lucy. Mm-hmm. As you'd expect, it is pitch black. Mm. Uh, yeah, head's really small, as you'd expect with a high percentage beer. Uh, probably half a finger. Not as dark as you'd expect the head to be. It's got slightly. It's just a basically off brown. It's almost white when it's lacing on the glass, but. Smelling it, it's definitely got that like boozy kind of cake, licorice kind of aroma to it. Coffee and coffee bitterness from the aroma as well. Nice. Yeah, nice deep, rich chocolate, dark chocolate aroma. Mmm. That's really smooth. Not getting any carbonation, it's just... Like, not treacly, because it's not heavy. It's mm. actually quite mm. light and thinner than, you, than you'd expect for a 12% beer. Yeah. But it's really easy and really smooth going down, but it has got that kind of, like, slight oiliness to it. Not too much mm. where it's um, off-putting or heavy, but it does have that to it. Mm. Yeah, taste-wise. Getting a lot of sweetness. It is quite sweet. But it's not overbearingly so, probably because. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We'll have another sip. <laughs> I'll just test it a little bit more. Hmm. Yeah, it is really sweet, and you can tell there's lactose in it. It has got that kind of milkiness to it. Hmm. But for some reason, it's it's not 
overbearing in its sweetness, even though it is, it's quite, kind of hard to explain. It is very sweet, hmm. but it's not sickly sweet. It's... I get you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you're losing, like, that coffee, and there's not really any bitterness to the taste, but... That's more in the aroma, but it, it it still it still feels like a complete stout to me. Um, nice. It's called carrot cake. I wonder if it, I mean can't see any. It says no, no bake, bake carrot, carrot cake. cake. Yeah, and I'm really wondering if it's uh, got any carrot in it at all. Uh, Which I is seeds, didn't it? Said. Yeah, it said seeds. Yeah. I suspect it's the like the spices you tend to put in carrot cake. Yeah, yeah. possibly. In the same way that like pumpkin spiced beers don't have any pumpkin in them, True. they just have all that nonsense that you put in shitty winter like drinks. Cinnamon yeah. and shit like that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think. cardamom. I think um, the flaked oats Garbage. is. Um... Sent us testicles. <laughs> but. You'd think that like having oats and lactose would give it just like too much creaminess and smoothness and just like thickness, but it doesn't at all. It's it's very easy. Perfect. Won't last long. Nice. nice. Yeah, it's really good. Sounds good for a uh, you know a a hot spring beer. Yeah. As well, you know, not too thick, not too viscous. Yeah, because even though it's that high, yeah. Yeah, they could. They could have definitely just teetered over into that too sickly, too sweet, mm. too thick and full with the lactose and the flaked oats, but they just strike a really nice balance where it's not... I wish it had a bit more coffee and bitterness, just mm-hmm. just to balance it out even more, but even yeah. so, it's just it's a really good bit. Yeah. Nice. I, I'm not missing it, as I would in Excellent. most other beers. Mm. Excellent. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't tasted this one yet, it's... Get me nose in. So, Farrago, Polly's. Another, I don't know whether it's just my sense of smell this evening, but another mm-hmm. very subtle nose. I really enjoy mm. how, how minimal that head is. It's very, like very perfect, small. And it's, it, like it's a little more... Like that perfect looking pour. Uh, it's a little more peachy, almost, mm. than um, the last one in colour. It's kind of this, uh, not quite orange, not quite straw, but there's this slight tint to it as well. Hmm. Um, Mmm. Well, that's... Mmm. That's very interesting. You're kind of almost instantly met with this... This very light, sort of tropical sweetness to it. Which very quickly... Comes back to this... uh, It feels like it's going to be sweet and stay sweet. And you're going to experience those sweeter... Fruits, you know, it'd be uh, like mango or passion fruit or something like that that would creep in. But actually, you, you you have this very slight hint of sweetness, and then it just dials down a load and hits into these slightly more bittered, soured, slightly stewied kind of fruits. And hmm. it's a it's an, an an odd kind of juxtaposition uh, against that. Your mind thinks it's going to go somewhere mm. and it goes somewhere completely different. And just 
befuddles you <laughs> to not really know what's going on with it. Um, there's maybe a little bit of stone fruit in there as well, but it really kicks in with those uh, uh, those slightly stewed, maybe slightly more bitter um, fruits that just linger. There's no bitterness. As with the last beer, and there's no bitterness with this at all. There's nothing mm. kind of on the end. It, it kind of hits you with that slightly stewed fruitiness, and that is it. That just then mm. just, just sits with you and continues on. Um, be interested to see how this maybe develops the more I drink it. I think I, I find when you have this slightly more stewed nature to these fruits that actually they do open up a little bit more as you drink and your palate kind of accommodates what's going on and can then start to pick out sort of individual parts to it. Um, hmm. Don't know. Don't know. It's a enigma. It is. It really it's not is. It's as I mean, clear-cut as other polys. No, no, not at all. And like, I, I think it's... instantly love them. Yeah. I think it's the Sabro. Because on that sip, I'm getting a little bit more coconut from it, and I think there is some maybe some sweeter tropical fruits going on that are just like rather than them flowing into this coconut, they're just smashing each other in the face, and because the coconut <laughs> is much harder, it's winning, um, mm. and mm. it's just maybe dominating that flavour and and well. Not dominating in a way that it cuts everything out, but it, it's just kind of like jumped above everything else. So is making this slightly muddied sort of flavour profile, really. Uh, yeah. I don't know yet. We'll see how mm. this one... We'll see how this goes. Uh, Adol. Um, so this one also has a sort of light nose. It's tropical... Um, not quite with a slight citrus edge and probably kind of like a light stewed stone fruit mm-hmm. um ooh ooh mmm barracuda oh God, he likes it so much. Yeah, uh, uh, either that or I drank <laughs> far too much. <laughs> Jesus, know, what like... the hell just happened? Uh, give me a second. Wow, that's put your hand uh, right pun... in front of it. Yeah, there we go. Hey, okay. yeah. well, that was weird. Um, my so uh, audio listeners, my camera went full on. Is he testifying against the government? <laughs> um, Your voice deepened as well. Yeah. This this beer tastes Storm really good. Fruit. Yeah. Um, uh, well, wow. Okay, let me try this again. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, there's a lot going on, and it's sort of interwoven, so it's hard to dissect. Um, that lactose is there. It's not a lot of it, but it's definitely giving this like general slight sweetness the whole way through. And in fact, just now am I starting to just taste a little more bitter because I think the lactose sweetness has faded. Mm. Um, 
It's um, now that I've gotten a little acclimatized to it. It's pretty bitter from start to finish. Uh, it definitely has these wafts of um, light stone fruit. Um, and some, not super dank, but some piney resininess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty light touch on that. Um, and then, and then as those sort of ebb away, you get that sweetness of lactose coming in. And when that slowly fades, you get this lovely lingering bitterness that doesn't have that pininess. It's like the piney bitterness is basically after the main taste, which again is this like tropical fruit, uh, slightly combined with some stewed fruit, and then a nice piney hit of bitterness. Mm. And then it's like, okay, now I'm going to be a little sweet, or rather the sweetness is going to come to the fore because everything's retreating and then that also retreats and there's this light touch of lingering bitterness um to the point where this is like the opposite of the other one like i actually think it might let me it's the the bitterness is so light that i'm not feeling like i need to do anything because it's just so steady okay it's just like low-key but just not going away um so i think the mouth feels probably the same like i'm not getting dry dried out Mm. I check my tongue. It's still quite wet, even though I've got this overriding sense of bitterness for 20, 30, 40 seconds. But because it's so strong, like, it's not, like, it's lasting, not strong. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, cool, that taste is here. I don't need to get another sip of this, but I might choose to. While the last one was kind of, oh, uh, that bitterness was a little, cloying is the wrong word, but it's come to mind. It's, mm -hmm. it's like... It, it, it's, yeah, that bitterness is a bit of a tease, and it's saying, like, well, drink more of me. Um, and this one's, like, I think because there's less of a swap going on, that it's just, like, cool, you've got that taste. you still got that taste. you happy with that taste? Take your time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and again, the, I want to say uh, before we move on that the tropical fruit, the tropicaliness of the fruit is, again, not in your face. So there's a mostly tropical fruit with sweetness and slight pininess and some tones of um like stone fruit kind of stewed i think that might be because of the interaction with the pininess but all of it is really light hmm. so it's not like it's not like a some nipas where it's like hey your face tropical fruit come meet it right like it's <laughs> not that um which is really nice because it allows, I think, the other things to happen. And I think the my like armchair supposition is that I think that what the lactose is doing is letting the sort of kind of quick interplay of where that like medium grade tropicaliness retreats while the pininess stays and that retreats. I think the lactose is just like evening that out so you don't notice those swaps because they're actually it's quite quick. <laughs> Right, it's not like you're going through those taste curves gradually. It's like, oh, it's this, then this, this, then it's this. But because of that overriding sweetness, they all kind of just glom onto it, and it's like, oh, cool, this is really interesting. Yes, yeah, this is very tasty beer. Good, as Amundsen always seemed to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I color me unsurprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is a shade just off of puce. <laughs> mm. Okay. <laughs> um. Let's move on then. Uh, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to jump in 
Um, just with, it's only going to be a very, uh, very light topic for me this week. Uh, just maybe a little 10 minute chat um, about the PlayStation 5 reveal event. Uh, it's been delayed. It was going to be this week. We were all going to get together and um, have a, a chat a over the top of kind of what was what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, PlayStation and Sony have kind of done the right thing this week and delayed it um, because they don't need to be in the news cycle, get, get out of the way for the important stuff. Um, and that gives us a 10-minute chance to, you know, talk about it. Yeah. Uh, and I want to kind of know from, from the two of you, maybe... Maybe what you expect or what you think you may may see, because uh, apart from maybe the the box itself and possibly a price, um, I can't really think of many you know upcoming games um, that they that they would show. I mean, there's there's been like, is it God something? God mm, most generic yeah. name of ever. I'm seven. sure it's Godfall. Yeah. Um, generic oh, yeah. video game name mm. number eight. Yeah. We know we know that's coming, and I wondered whether maybe um, that this is going to be a bit more of a um, bit more of a presentation. Maybe not quite state of play, but not quite an E3 conference. Maybe something kind of in between. Um, I think because... this is this was going to be a look reveal to make yeah. up for the shitty controller reveal mm. that kind of backfired on them. Yeah. And like so, let, let's look at it. Like they were like, look at our cool controller. Look at Unreal Engine Five. It's running on a PS Five. Cool. It's an engine. It can run on things. Yeah. Like I, I like. Yeah, but a lot of people thought, oh, yeah, Xbox is dead because Unreal yeah. Engine Five. <laughs> but I mean, they would have said that regardless, right? Or PC. If, if, if they released a, if the if the sh- if they they had a set of play that was. Something that ostensibly looked like a PS1 if they had a tech and demo a five a sticker yeah. put on it, they'd yeah. be like, "Yo, the Xbox is gone." Yeah, um, and vice versa, that would have yeah, happened. So. Yeah, uh, but it's I tiring. think tiring. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> so the one thing I was really interested in is like how much they're gonna acknowledge um, how this is just kind of the PS4 Pro two. Hmm, that's what they like, call it. Well, the, the, the incremental upgrades, like, I mean, one of the problems they have is they already did a thing, and, like, technology hasn't jumped so far ahead. Unless they figured out some really brilliant x64 architectural change, it's just incremental. It's just more power on the same platform. Mm. They've just done that. So I, I that's why I assumed it was going to be, like, about the aesthetics and the cosmetics. And so it might be things like... So one of the things that, like, it might be things like, look at our cool menu UI. Yeah. Um, your your yeah. gyro controlled, what was Descense? Dual Sense. Now you just, mm. yeah, Dual Sense. Now you just have to think at your controller and it'll pick the right game. <laughs> you know, like that kind of bullshit. Like, <laughs> because, um, and then also may perhaps... Uh, if there is like an upcoming game that uh, is going to be dual released, showing just how much prettier it is on the PS5, but I think we're like those are like the, the that's the thing I think they've just got to focus on like quality of life slash it feels new even mm. if it's just two PS4 Pros stapled together. Yeah. Right. And I I, I want it's gone. Listen. Yeah, I I I was just gonna say like. Uh... 
I'm genuinely excited to see what they show. Like, because hmm. all that Sony have had so far this year, other than the Mark Cerny, what what should have been like a GDC talk, mm-hmm. bit of a misstep to like put that on the blog and say like you know this is the first reveal of PlayStation Five. I think that was messaged a bit poorly, but yeah, to yeah. actually see Sony like like because at the end of the day, Sony over the last other than last year when they were at E3 over the last well this generation they've always put on the best shows and you'd think that by missing E3 last year they had a plan of what they were going to do for a new console year at E3 so um, even though there's been a change in direction and management Mm. I still expect Sony to have a good showing of their next console they always do that Um, so and other than, I, I mean, the, the thing that had me worried was, I think I've watched like one state of play. I don't know if they've gotten better since, but they seem a bit, they seem to be going for that direct kind of thing, but they just don't have mm. the kind of funness and, and energy to them. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, It's a hard, you know, balance to strike because inside Xbox's stuff is like really cringy. Yeah. And you don't want <laughs> that either. And it seems like Nintendo have, struck a good balance but Nintendo also have really good games but Sony have really good games so I I was really excited I mean it's a shame it's been cancelled but not cancelled but I mean it's just delayed. for the yeah mm. delayed for good reason obviously but it's like and it might only yeah be, I want to see Sony you know, finally controlling their message yeah probably yeah. Or maybe even I mean I week. think it might be a little longer just because if I was Sony I would be hedging my bets that some of this stuff will take more than a couple of weeks to like what you don't want to do is say it's now in two weeks, and then yeah. things are just as bad. Versus like plan. But they have for... to put it out at some point. They yeah, plan for like a month yeah. from now, and then in two weeks, be like, we're aiming for two weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah, it's good that they didn't say a date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is, but surely if it's a you know, it's got to be a pre-recorded oh, video, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, for sure. Which I imagine isn't fully edited and probably yeah. wasn't wouldn't be fully edited until maybe tomorrow, the day before it was going to be uh, you I know, mean, released. Yeah, but, the people like Polyphony and uh, like Gorilla will have had their demos for, I assume, GT Sport 7 yeah. or whatever the hell it is, and Horizon. Edited, done, yeah. The one thing that I was hoping to hear... Was was basically not a, a hardware restriction, but like a political decision. I was hoping that they would say something along the lines of backwards compatibility in this. Mm. I don't think they are. Yeah, they've already the state, other... stated their claim, and it's a it's not a good initiative. Well, it's a good initiative, but it's not fully fleshed out. I don't think. I think that will just be like, oh, and by the way, your top favorite hundred PS4 games will be available to play on day one or something like that. I don't think they're going to go any. Deeper. I'd imagine they'd go deeper on the blog. You know, I yeah, think, I think yeah, this is just going to be like, here's, yeah. it opens with like something like Horizon, here's GT Sport, here's a couple third party games. We're going to tease the next episode of, I don't know, well, that Final guess, Fantasy yeah. game. Here's the I box know. at the end. Yeah, I mean, I, I was don't hoping. Know if get put price? Or, but they'll be pre ordered now. <laughs> yeah. I, I was hoping for that just, I guess, because like, that'd be such a easy win to capture the press cycle mm-hmm. e- even if it's restating kind of what they're doing yeah but like I, if, th- yeah. Like I think if it, the, granu- the granular details will be f- 
hashed out and fleshed out later. I think this is going to be... They've waited this long. Why would they do anything half-assed at this point? Well, yeah, but you think of, uh, you know, you think of E3 presentations of old, and you do get those kind of one-liners which don't go any further during the presentation when someone will just say, and we're going to do this. And yeah, that's like, it. That, like, no more next, is, is said about know. it. In the Horizon demo, they're going to be like, look... Um, they they play through it and someone's gonna be like, oh, in the Dual Sense Five, you can feel a dinosaur's spine when you rip it or something like that. And it's just like, yeah, and it'll just <laughs> be that one. Aloy's line turned into the Terminator. It's <laughs> fucking like, yeah. I I think it's just gonna be like, here are the games you want. Here's a look at the console. It's probably gonna look beautiful, and then yeah. that's it. I did. Pre-order I did wonder. Now, price is coming later. <laughs> I did wonder whether they would. Uh, linger a little bit and kick off maybe with um, something like the Spider-Man um, or, or mm. an expanded thing about the Spider-Man uh, comparison that they did previously kind of a closed doors thing where they're like this is the speed of PS4 Pro loading Spider-Man I don't think this is what them. PlayStation 5 can do because they have an easy comparison then for people to 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 pick up from you know people can people can done, see the console in they, action. But I think they can't as easily because this is one of those fundamentally problematic things with streaming. This garbage is streaming flattens so much detail. True. That like, yeah. I think I wouldn't be surprised if their plan was to do that at this point in time live, where people could see the mm. difference. And now mm. they've looked at the footage and been like. Well, fuck me sideways. These incremental differences look basically the same, even yeah. on a nice yeah. like stream to like, like exactly, uh, play, watch, listen, which is my current only gaming podcast. It's not mm. this one that I listen to. Okay, let's be honest. I sometimes <laughs> listen to this one. Yeah. Um, most is like, wait, what did I say at the end of that? Because I'll <laughs> <laughs> scrub through. Ooh. Oh dear. Um, but uh, they sort of talked about how previewing games, like Alana was talking about, um, previewing games is real tough now over Discord yes. because yeah, I remember that. You, episode, you yeah. can't, you can't see those differences. You can't see mm. what's going on. You can't experience it in the same way because like, even when you're not playing, like one, you just you are not in control, so you have that one distance apart. But also when you're sitting in front of the a screen and watching someone play that's still fundamentally different from watching someone play streamed over yeah. Discord. Like, mm. That's why I think they're not going to... To that exact point, it's like, what Sony have done this last generation, they've they've shown you where Microsoft had explained to you. It's like they've said... yeah, Microsoft would be like, this is the world's most powerful console because of this, this, and this. They haven't shown us, like, why we should care. You know, yeah. okay, it's yeah. more powerful, but Sony can be like show show you like here's Horizon Zero Dawn two, here's the next GT Sport, here's the next Knack. Here, we don't need to say anything. We don't need to say these games. You know, are like sixty FPS, this knack. and that. Yeah, Knack has six thousand billion pixels now. Nobody cares. <laughs> we have Knack, and everybody wants to buy <laughs> Knack free to yeah. meme about it. <clears throat> That's all they need to do, and what they PlayStation have done recently, if I'm not mistaken, they've come out and said like these games are not going to be playable on the PlayStation Four. And that's yeah. all you need to say. 
and then people will bridge the gap. It's like, okay, these games are taking advantage of the hardware, whatever hardware that may yeah. be, that's more or less powerful than the PC, Xbox, uh, whatever. But there I, are the games. I think that's a, a an interesting point because I can't remember, is it Jim Ryan who said he thinks that it would benefit from PlayStation games only being, or, or upcoming PlayStation games only being playable on PlayStation 5, you know, not worrying about the limitations of the yeah, PlayStation 4. Yeah. And you would expect that, you would expect that from the, the first party. Absolutely. And I know they've talked about, you know, this backwards compatibility with PlayStation 4, and I would assume that things like The Last of Us 2 or Ghost of Tsushima or any mm-hmm. kind of game from them in the last couple of years is going to be playable on PlayStation 5 due to backwards compatibility. Mm. Um, but then anything coming out, you know, you, you I would never expect Horizon Zero Dawn to come out on PlayStation 4. It would sound you know, like a six jet engines going off anyway, so yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone <laughs> wants to play. It would literally leave the ground <laughs> yeah. just from the heat <laughs> underneath it propelling it into the air. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to play those games on PS4 because they're like... I, I, I will go deaf. <laughs> I, yeah. It's yeah. too late. But anyway, I I honestly think that they're just going to show the games and like, here you go. This is this is going to be a, you know, coming out party. Do you they're think... going to go for it. Do you think it's a... Uh, like a 10 minute kind of presentation and it's sort of blah, 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 blah. Or do you think it's a two minute sizzle reel of games and then show the box. I think it'll it's end up be, being thirty minutes. Yeah, it's right. got to be it's, thirty to an hour. Yeah, it, because people long. will complain. Yeah, because yeah. they've shown so little so far. It's going to yeah. be a mix and match, you know. Like, I mean, this is why I thought there might be more like uh, dude on a quote unquote stage babbling. Mm. Uh, mm. Um, where I think they'll differ is that they'll. I think they'll go more like the Nintendo route, which is someone says some things, and then you see some things, and then someone yeah. says some things, and you see some things. Yeah. Rather the Xbox, where it's like, let me tell you all yeah. the ways these numbers are big and important. <laughs> your 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 uncle just telling you why drugs aren't cool, uh, kind yeah. of vibe, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, walks out on stage, sees a chair, flips it backwards, straddles <laughs> yeah. it. Turns hey, the teens! Around. Yeah. yeah. This is not your daddy's Xbox. Mm. Actually, it probably is. Because you're still living at home even if you're a millennial. I mean, it's interesting how how in such different... like I think this console generation, more than any of them, Xbox and PlayStation just go in separate ways. Yeah, definitely. And it's ways I both appreciate from both sides. Yes, I want a console that only takes advantage of the new hardware and gives me those really, you know, pretty games. But also, I have, you know, coming up to, you know, over 10 years of games and a library and mm. everything on Xbox. I want that to carry over. I don't, yeah, I don't want to have to buy a new controller when the Xbox One controller is perfect as it is. I don't want to rebuy my games. Which, which one of this. your 70 Xbox controllers is the perfect controller? <sighs> They're all perfect in my eyes. They're all equals. But it's like, yeah, like I want that as a, you know, as someone who's doesn't want to spend tons of money on it at consoles. And it's like, yeah. I like convenience and I like services. 
more that I like services which are convenient for me more so than hardware. Then yeah. Mm. I mean, I miss the Xbox um, platform. Like, I saw my Xbox shows and playing enough games, and mm. honestly, it was because. Ben and I played a bunch of Battlefield together, and mm. we're hoping to do more of that. Um, sort of a few times a week, play games. Uh, and it was like, cool, I'm getting rid of one of these. Mm -hmm. I guess it's that one, because the people I was playing Xbox with bounced from out of lives, slash, you know, just didn't hang out with them as much. Yeah. Um, so it was like, this is an easy win, but also mm -hmm. I missed that. And like, when we talk about these things, it's like, I'm. What? Uh, like looking at my shelf, there's a PS4, a PSVR, a Switch, a defunct but using as Switch uh, Virgin router because I want to wire some things, and a mm. PS3. But I'm not sold on the PS5 necessarily yeah. in the same way because it's not like I'm no longer. And in my drawers, there's a Vita and a PSP. Like <sighs> I, I. Am Sony, but not Sony fanboy. Like I, I'd happily. Yeah, again, it's like who am I gonna play with matters way more, and like what's mm. that structure like, and if the X Bone Triple X to the power of seven or whatever it's called now um, is uh, allows me to play, especially like my backlog of, uh, like if I got back on live, I have a whole bunch of games I never got to finish, um, and then games passes a huge incentive yeah. it's like okay like this is what i was saying about quality of life stuff like i want ps5 to play sony to tell me what the platform of the playstation 5 is going to do for mm. me rather than yeah. ha how many ray traces sure yeah uh, yeah because at this point i don't see myself moving into the playstation ecosystem um mm. I'll obviously get a PS5 for their games because their games, you know. I was like, waiting for that. It's like by that you mean you're gonna buy a PS5. Yeah, yeah, because like it's not I gonna owned be a all the thing. PlayStation consoles. I love PlayStation, but in terms of like, I, th I think Microsoft are just a more forward-facing company. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also like what with, they've been saying. Yeah, uh, I mean they've they've kind of had their hand force, but they always have been forward-thinking, like with Xbox Live and. You know, like Game Pass now and Project X Cloud. When Project mm. X Cloud, it's like, like I haven't played. I'm okay. My PlayStation not plugged in. I haven't played a PlayStation game since Spider Man DLC or something. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that was over a year ago. I'd oh, love okay. to just be able to have like a Game Pass equivalent. I play it on my PC, you know, mm. or something like that. But it's like I have no incentive to get into that ecosystem now and it's like it's region locked <laughs> that really still annoys me to this day if, if they turn it's around just, and say ps5 is region free i'll be like thank god that's a start yeah that's I what mean, they should what, kick off with just but right now the I'm first too thing they say xbox you know yeah. it's like i've got game pass i've got game pass ultimate i've got microsoft rewards which just earns me money <laughs> and that's probably the biggest pull for me but yeah it's yeah. I mean, so mm. can you play Warzone on PS4 without PS Plus? Yeah, yeah. Oh? I think you can. I'm pretty sure you can. Because I, I think Xbox, you might need a gold subscription. But I sure yeah, I, I think it's a weird thing, isn't it? Like, almost mm. no games 
on Xbox, uh, online multiplayer wise, can be played without having a subscription. Whereas there are so, this yeah, yeah. odd handful of games for on PlayStation which just no, circumvent that. Yeah, well, I it's, say that because weird. like one of the reasons why I got like a, a splurge my year subscription, oh, almost a year ago actually on PS Plus oh, yeah. because it was cheap. They uh, are cheap again. <laughs> uh, like 30 quid. Yeah, but like I hmm. I mean, yeah, I get the free games that I never play. Yeah, yeah. Uh but like I haven't really leveraged that PS Plus subscription. Oh. Um so I um I'm reticent to get it again. And, I mean, so far like yeah. uh yeah, to be honest, it's like, well, I, I've somehow, I've missed the windows where you're playing late at night um, mm. games, and apparently, I, I just double-checked, Lucy's right, you don't even, if you're playing Warzone, you don't need PS Plus, so it's like, why do I have this? It's yeah. like, yeah, if, I am too old, slash, there's too many other places where, like, free games are actually free, slash, Absolutely. backlog, it's like, yes. well, I guess this is lapsing, and then... You know what's gonna happen is oh uh, can I want to play that game that I oh I don't know because it's not actually free. Um, when it, yeah, like when the Division Two came out, we're like yeah we'll play together yeah, but you needed a, just, a subscription to be able to play. I mean, we both had yeah. one, so it wasn't a, 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 an issue at that point. Uh, like, and that yeah. will continue. I think it, that would be a good thing as well for them to uh, come out with in this. Uh, in this reveal is like you say it's more the systems based stuff and I would like to see more of a services based stuff um, you know them saying yes we are okay we, we cannot we can't counter game pass but what we can do is we can make PS Plus and PS Now uh, like a rounded package oh, for you know like 8 quid or something mm -hmm. rather than the 6 pound that you already pay for PS Plus, or, you know, for a very small incremental price, they can they can tack on PlayStation now as a as a much more rounded kind of thing, and yeah. that way, yes, PS Plus can then mer uh, evolve to be yes, you're getting some free games, but you're getting a game that only came out last month, mm. yeah. and the games that came out three four months ago, you can play on PS now or something like that, and I'd, I'd like to see that, but I'm not convinced that we're going to get that at all. You know what I'd like? Just one console that learns from all the mistakes and all the benefits of all free consoles and just brings you it into a PC. <laughs> yeah, but guess what? You can't play... Well, you can play Mario on a PC, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would just be so nice. Like, I'd love if um, like Xbox had dynamic themes on PlayStation, like, like, like they have on PlayStation. Those are cool. Mm. And I'd love if when I go to the, the PlayStation store... The Switch had a store. goddamn Xbox-like <laughs> online environment. We will not even... Whatever we have. That's another topic altogether. But I'd love <laughs> that if I went into the PlayStation store and there's a theme there, I don't have to be only in Japan to have yeah. that theme. Yeah. <laughs> I it's, mean... Uh, so, yeah. so just... Uh, this... Oh God, Nintendo, I just have to get I, this out. Don't. Which is, with, with, <laughs> with, with the, like, I had the couple hours before we started recording, people yeah. are coming to my island, I'm on my laptop on this desk working, and I'm looking at the TV, I'm like, oh, well, you know, oh, someone's coming, I'll just, like, pick up the controller and, like, mm -hmm. make sure, like, even though I know you can use the phone, I just feel like, you're visiting my island, I can meet you at the airport, do a greetings emote or a joy emote, and then, like, 
run towards the store, which isn't that far away, and then come go sit back down and ignore you. Um, but then people are like, thank you. And then I have to fucking talk on Animal Crossing, which is the worst <laughs> goddamn thing I've ever done. Like, you, you hit the shoulder button. No, you hit the R1, and then you got a keyboard, and you have to, like, navigate through the QWERTY keyboard, and then also any sort of, like, if you want to do, a, like, a emoji smiley face, it's like, colon's on this screen, then you got to go bottom left corner to hit numbers and then oh the brackets all the way over here but <laughs> with the pro controller because it's analog it's like the sensitivity is just not great for the keyboards so you'll miss mm. but also um a is submit letter you're on y oh. is space and b is Fucking delete it or cancel the keyboard. Oh. So people are like, thanks. And they're clearly like, I'm on my way out. And I'm like, well, I fucked up saying NP. That's it. Just no problem. I fucked it up three times. Just fuck off. I don't, I'm sorry. I can't handle this. I can't communicate. Brilliant. It's awful. It's so issues. awful. It's like, but you know the what? reason why I've not joined some people than like hang out on their islands and stuff is like, what? Do you, how do you, like, do you, do you just all use the cell phone or do you have a secret yeah. Discord? Because I'm just fucking not. I'm just not talking to anyone on this game. It's yeah. the most painful. I don't know why you even bother, but. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I wish that like Xbox and PlayStation had a button that was so out of the way that you could just take a screenshot with. Oh, yeah. And that's not the share button, because that is an awful button. This button's great. This is like yeah. Nintendo figured it out. Yeah, that's their best thing. And also holding it does a, like a, what, 20 film. second video? video? Film, yeah. mm. Very smart. Yeah. Very easy. It's like, wh how have you figured this out, but still like... <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> what is communication in the, in the digital age in 20 fucking 20? I know it came out before then, but you know what I mean. Oh, right, let's move on. Mm. Um, Lucy, we'll come to you. What what would you like to discuss this week? Uh, just been playing bits and bobs. Been yeah. Playing that Ring Fit. Speaking of Switch. Oh yes. Uh, How's that I going? Bounced... Feeling good? Yeah, I've bounced off the like adventure mode because uh, there's a bit of. Is that the plot? Yeah, the um, adventure story mode or whatever you want to call it. Um, just because it's like I just w want to get in and want to get out. So I've just been doing like the, like the sets. It's like okay, here's a set that um, will take you anywhere between five and fifteen minutes, depend on how much you're gasping for air. Um, and yeah, it works like I don't know, like your abs or chest or your upper um, arms or whatever. There's, there's several different sets. It's like yeah, do three of those that will take me like fifteen minutes, and then just do that a couple times a day. It's like yeah. This is good, you can get in and out, um, and it still kills you. No. Um, I've actually set up my racing wheel today. Wow. Oh, sweet. The adapter came, thank you, uh, Dr. Adil, who diagnosed my Googling issues <laughs> <laughs> more yeah, than anything else. P PS2 and PS2, who knows? Yeah, know? yeah. Should have typed in PlayStation. But yeah, um, that's. That'll take a bit of work because I'm gonna have to map it where it's like, oh, this is a very old steering wheel, so it hasn't got like quite the accuracy of um, 
Right. Probably a Logitech one or something, or Thrustmaster would nowadays. So I like, X you know, input is probably the best thing you can yeah, do. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do because I, I tried mapping the controls in game of like Euro Truck Simulator and uh, you know having to change the dead zone and the, s the sensitivity of the wheel and stuff like that. It was a bit I of a mean, headache. But also, like, if you wanted to use it on any other game, you'd have to do that for every exactly. game. Exactly. And, and most of them don't have those options. Yeah. yeah so, like, basically, mm -hmm. and, uh, for those of you who don't know, X input basically was like is an uh, open source piece of software that, because of Windows, um, mm -hmm. it basically says, hey, give me an input mechanism. I will tell Windows it's an Xbox 360 controller. Yeah. And you can do all your tweaks over here in my software, and then. Windows is like cool. I know Xbox 360 controllers because we're both from Microsoft, and it's it's the easiest way to make like um, what the fuck is the PS3 controller called now? Six axis. Yeah, the six axis is a nightmare on Windows, or at least it mm. was. But like mm. X input was the easiest way because it's like it's got the right sets of buttons. Like the analogs are virtually the same, but you can tweak them in X input, yeah. and because you can X input has like things like dead zones and stuff, you can actually get more accurate on yeah. a six axis pretending to be a 360 controller than you can with straight windows Ooh. using a 360 controller yeah because nice. like with the the wheel because it only turns like like when you're turning okay left or right it's probably about what 240 degrees or all, all oh, is that a full rotation uh, no it's not a full, a full rotation. rotation yeah so and then you'd have to turn it all the way left to get an input and then all the way right on an input on like Eurotrip Simulator, so I'm seeing gonna see if X input. I mean, that's just driving it. That's just driving a truck in it. You got this fucking <laughs> yeah, cool, pretty much. ginormous but, wheel all the way round. But basically, I quit out the game because I jackknifed the truck, and that's where I got. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna complete that job. So I'm gonna see if you know if there is any like degrees between like the, you know zero and ninety and zero and. Say, I bet I bet there's people. So I know Euro Truck Simulator when mm. it first came out, uh, and then subsequently when VR came out because it was one of the few games that supported it. And it's also like perfect for early VR because the whole yeah. point is I'm sitting here in my box. It's got like eye tracking stuff as well. Yeah. Um, mm. So uh, I know there's a lot of people to, who who were like talking about how to like make that experience better back. Like yeah. four years ago, whenever VR first came out, so like there's going to be a lot, and at that time people were using whatever. So like doing a older Google search of like, I've got a PS2 thing. Like I bet you're going to get like don't look at new posts. Look at what people were like cobbling <laughs> together. Six years and ago, you'll yeah. probably figure out how to like um, make that more like what you want. Hmm. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see how much research and effort I want to put into it because you know what I, I enjoyed playing that game on a controller you know and even yeah. when I was like oh I'm fed up with this wheel it today is... I'm just going to use controller and the uh, pedals that's fine as well oh <laughs> so... fuck yeah pedals are just... <laughs> mm. yeah I wish I had one of those but also I don't I have to but no it's, it's like is this the funnest way to play I think if you had like a proper setup with like a really good wheel that's probably the optimal play way to play with it but like a wheel that's 15 years, yeah, with eye tracking, because I was like, I'm gonna have to change the camera with the mouse still. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because yeah. this, this, uh, this, this, uh, you know, controller was basically for, well, it was for PS2. Yeah. For 2D games. <laughs> Probably, well, not 2D, but, 
you know, for like Need for Speed, where you didn't necessarily have to change your camera, like in the early ones and stuff like that. So, it, so yeah, I'll see how much work I want to put into it's it. It's either that or sitting really close to like a six foot screen, isn't it? Just pretending it's the windshield. <laughs> And just, I mean, just there's some make people a cardboard who, dashboard in front of it and sit there with your who, who wheel. Did the, like the three screen version where it's like a large mm. screen for the windscreen and then literally a screen for like your wheel. side screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, because I was, th- I was looking to see if there was any way I could do it so the camera didn't change at all. Because that camera, like, auto, like, I think it tries to, like, auto center oh, really? sometimes. Oh, or maybe it was some Last other time I peripheral. Played it was like four yeah. years ago, mm-hmm. um, and it was with the Oculus DK2. Yeah, that so, makes so I just easier. I don't know anything about like how the camera controls work in that game anymore because all I can remember yeah. is, fuck, it's cool that I can <laughs> look at the mirror like and and like it's one of the few video games where the mirrors work right where you're yeah. like. Yeah, you need those rear mirrors, views, yeah. side views. So, yeah, exactly. Well, it depends. Unless you want to like go fuck some shit up. Yeah, and just get in accidents. Like but, um, the worst GTA style simulator. Like, oh, <laughs> guess you. Oh, things broken. Also, yeah. you owe twenty thousand dollars in damages. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great. But it's nice just to know that this fifteen-year-old steering wheel what paid four pound for the adapter. Hey, if I want to play Need for Speed on the emulator, I can, or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, nice. I don't know if I'll invest in a true racing wheel, because, like you do, I just don't need that, and it's a lot of money, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I think in, unless you're doing proper, uh, like, sim racing, uh, yeah. or something like that, then having having a racing wheel is, is it's nice. But I mean, I actually think I'll be so. So my biggest problem with like, well, I've only I've never used like a proper sim racing wheel. But my biggest problem with driving games and wheels is I've learned how to play driving games on a controller. Mm-hmm. Mm. But also, I know how to drive. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of them are like that, that, and then more recently you might get like a full turnover, but it's. Uh, to me, that's the worst, right? Because I know that, like, let's say that, like, full lock the wheel, yeah. yeah, is is just not gonna do what the game <laughs> thinks it's gonna do, and that's more of a cognitive dissonance for me because it's like I, I kind of think it's like sim wheel or no wheel because okay, if you've if you've driven aggressively in your past, you know exactly what the steering wheel degrees should be. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just yeah, saying... that's also another thing. I don't need a racing because I could literally just go out into my real life car which, and drive and go fuck some shit up. Well, you could have you could have done several I weeks ago when there was it. no one else on the road, but everyone else is I on have. the road again. I have so. been doing but like, seventy miles well, especially in corners, it... mates. <laughs> <laughs> Drifting's fun. Drifting's uh, fun. Um, the... <laughs> yeah, but like it's up. actually for a lot of the games out there, like because they're built for controllers. Like certain moves are harder with these like mm. with wheels because they're assuming you can like do that, but actually doing that is like <laughs> right. Like it's just it's it's not quite. Yeah. If it's not designed for that, then it's it's actually makes certain things harder, and it still doesn't feel like you're simulating what's going on because it's 
less than what you would need yeah. to do or whatever and like I get I don't know I, th- I, just... I think in arcade games it, mm. it would be fun because when I first used this wheel I was on the cusp of learning how to drive mm. okay um, and I was playing Need for Speed and around there, I just remembered like one handing rankle I mean I do that mm. now in real time, <laughs> but I just you know one hand in rankle it's, it's fun I think when you can drift and stuff like that I think this is a much better wheel for that purpose this I don't when think you really that you simmy can... games were around back then you know mm. like really simmy games if I can't change lanes in a game with just thigh shifting and <laughs> rotating the wheel without ever touching it it's not a real driving simulator. <laughs> not that I've ever done that before. We slash multiple times on road trips. When people look into your You're car, eating. like, he's coming towards us, but he's doing this constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to. Sometimes that's what I need. I mean, the worst was when I... So I, I learned how to do that um, on road trips with um, an automatic vehicle. And then when I was not when I was driving manuals, it's like... Can I do this? It's like, well, I just need to pin the wheel at a certain point in in the change by like raising my right leg, so then I can quickly fire my left leg into the clutch and shift, and then back out to catch with my left leg the wheel, so I can turn it <laughs> that extra five degrees. Uh, you know, and it's like, I, oh, I think maybe, that... maybe I should stop trying to learn how to dangerously drive. We, we, yeah, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, we shouldn't gamify. Driving. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think wheels actually adjust that low down anymore for that purpose. I honestly think that because you nowadays just, you can adjust. Yeah, but the Adam's like tall. He's a tall man. He can just sit really close. Holy and shit! His knees right up. <laughs> like that guy in The Simpsons. He, he's like twelve foot tall and comes out like in the car. tiny car. <laughs> Sorry, I just got a text from. Hello, Kenson. is there something wrong with my driving? Um, my. Uh, so, the, a Welsh comedian, Priya Hall, uh, there's something in The Guardian about her, and they used a picture I took of her. Oh, nice. legit, uh, they legitimately in The Guardian. Have, you, have you they credited you? Have they paid you yeah, for that like, picture? Like, uh, you can't see it. I can, nope, I can, you can't. I can see it. Just move it down a bit. Oh, I think you need to. So that's, sorry, that's the picture. I was trying to show off well, the text underneath that's the credit. I think then you need there. to, I think you need to, did you get paid for it? No, um, but that's you still should get paid good. for it. But that's holy still, fuck! You, you Sorry, I, I, I apologize. I got a message. I was like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> I took a picture." On... Sorry. Uh, I mean, no, that's, that's cool. cool. That's cool. Yeah, but they yeah, should pay yeah. for it. <laughs> Agreed. But yeah. well, fuck yeah. me. Sorry. It's all about um, exposure. Isn't it? Yeah. Exposure right. until you're eating out of trash cans. Hey, uh, but, that um, exposure will pay for next week's beers. <laughs> No, but, well, congratulations, Adil. That's really good. Yeah, it is yeah, very good, yeah. yeah. It's cool. Photography is a cool thing favorite. that I'd uh, love to sad. get into. <laughs> don't really like the pictures as much as I could, but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, I, I got distracted by the internet you save that while we page. were bitching you, about... You screenshot um, it. Racing games. I, I also played... I've been playing a bit of Forza Horizon oh, yeah. 4, which is... I was talking to Adil about this the other day. I think it's the best vi- racing video game that's ever come out, you know? Yeah. It doesn't have to be my favourite or anybody's favourite, but I think it is the best as an overall package. And they just make such good games play around. It's like the amount of de- attention to detail and 
fun and like over the top madness that are in those games yet you can mm. still play it as a like pure simmy racing game and it just feels so good it's just it's just such a good game i've been playing the lego dlc and it's got like an everything's lego even some of the cars and does it does it change any of the driving at all no you mm. can drive like a real life lamborghini murcielago in a Lego world, that's how stupid and ridiculous <laughs> that's, it is. That's to and be that's honest, why it's like so good. <laughs> I really want, like, that, when that DLC came out, I was like, oh, yeah. I wish I had the Xbox, and then I was like, PC. Uh, yeah. PC uh, Game Pass. Get will. Yeah, I, I might, I might have to because yeah, it, it looks so like good. the exact thing I want, which is, I love stupid Lego games. I love the way Lego games work. But also, yeah. I like racing games, and this is I like arcade-ish ones, and this is like the this is like the exact stupid balance of what if we took our like more than think driving more seriously than arcade, mm -hmm. but in the dumbest way possible. <laughs> also, in a thing that I like legit it's, have a it's really good, mental yeah. problem with like I'm gonna retail therapy with Lego in my past. So boy, <laughs> do I have baggage with Lego. But also. <laughs> It reminded me of Lego Racer so much, which I really enjoyed as a kid, and it's they're just such like turn not turn well and turn turn but playground and mm. always get the name wrong. Is it what are their name? Traveler's Tales who do the Lego games? Yeah, they're just probably the best at paying close attention to detail and doing mm. fan service. With both cars and Lego, it's like they've got some of the Lego, like real-world Lego sets, like some of the playground ones and like fairground stuff. And it's just like it's just such a beautiful marriage of both of those things. Nice, and that's very cool. It is, and it's just like why have not more people played this game? Like, like looking at the completion percentages and like the the achievement stuff, and it's like yes, this is paid DLC. So you're obviously not going to get as much of a touch rate on that, but it's like it's still depressing to see like like yeah, two percent of gamers who've owned this DLC have completed this, and it's like it's, it's just a race, a random race, yeah. and <laughs> it's depressing because it's like you can see how much love and attention mm. that went into this. I don't even think it's a labor of love. I don't even think it's labor. I I I think people would have been coming in on the weekends to work on that stuff and work on Lego. <laughs> They would have loved it so much, but it's like, yeah, it's a bit depressing, but it's just so good. It's really, really good. Good. Nice. Mm. But yeah, other than those two racing games, which are polar opposites of each other, mm. uh, um, I've just been like looking at like free little experiences on like the likes of Itch, oh, yeah. and I found uh, this one creator... I think they're called Graph Metal. I think it's G R A H F Metal, and they have two games. One is called Infested. One is called Spectacle, and they're basically just the Shadowgate kind of deja vu computer adventure games. Ooh! <laughs> and I was just like, "Yep, this is what I need now for some <laughs> strange reason," because I actually want to go back and like finish actually finish Shadowgate and play Deja Vu now. So that's on my Steam wish list because they nice. they did like an eight bit adventure package a few years ago, which I bought on Xbox for like two quid. But 
nobody wants to play those games on Xbox. Um, you want a mouse <laughs> and keyboard. I don't know how like I would have played them on like NES, but it's yeah, it, it, it's it's that kind of oh here's this like very uh, low res pixelated what you'd find on like a DOS computer mm. interface and look to it. But it's got all the nice colours. It's not like a VGA, like 14 colours or whatever it is um, anymore. And it's, I prefer Infested. That's set on like a spaceship. Spectacles more like in this very fantastical, otherworldly jungle slash mm. like fantasy world. Mm-hmm. So with a fantasy world, you have more room to like get ridiculous. It has spells in it. And it's like, I much prefer a much more grounded kind of logical thing because you know with fantastical setting that gives way to more fantastical puzzles and then yeah. fantastical puzzles kind of means like oh I have to do put this thing here or say open sesame on this thing it's a bit more obtuse whereas infested I think is the is the uh, earlier game that's set on a spaceship it's probably take you about an hour and um, yeah it's it, the fun of those games is just seeing all the ridiculous ways that you die like falling down steps, like I, like nobody can ever f- like climb down a ladder in in the dark in those games without falling to their death. So <laughs> that, that's pretty fun, just seeing like oh, um, and it allows you to just like in those old games, it allows you to do stupid stuff like stab yourself with a saber or open an airlock when you have no spacesuit on. It's like it just. Just the description of how you die such a grisly death was always <laughs> such a good thing to those games. and Yeah, it really captures that essence, and, and the puzzles nice. are pretty good as well. So, yeah. Um, good. That's Graph Metal. Itch.io. Uh, how, how much How much were, were they? They're free. Oh, it's, free. Itch. Nice. Yeah. it's Itch.io. Mm. Yeah, but you, you pay Yeah, there, that's games. true. Yeah, but yeah. I mean. Mm. What I've, I have noticed on Itch is that uh, a few games. That have come out for like a couple quid or whatever that have like been well lauded. I was like, I swear I've seen this game before. It's like, oh, I saw it on Itch when mm-hmm. it, it was a free like three months ago. And then when they got enough polish, they're like, cool, we'll push it out on the yeah. Switch. And then it's like four quid. And yeah. I think I'm just surprised at how well that model has been working because like either people are lazy or they want it on their platform of choice because like. The few games I've looked at, like, it's not like they pulled the itch version out away. Mm-hmm. And like I know when I started playing video games where like between shareware and piracy and all that stuff, like if there was a ninety percent version of the game for free mm-hmm. still, people wouldn't fucking buy it. So yeah. I'm really happy that um and maybe it's just because a lot of people don't know about itch or whatever, but like I'm really happy that they can leave the itch version up and sell it on a platform and make money. And so, like, yeah. it's not like it's just this weird springboard where then you wipe... Like, the way I would have predicted it would be like, okay, we we put it out there, we've, we've done some bug fixes, we've done some, like, iterations, now it's polished enough, burn the itch, eh, uh, and, then, and then release it. And a lot of these games, they leave the itch version up and it's fine. Yeah, and and it, yeah. sometimes it's even the same pr- production version. Um, because itch just hasn't doesn't live in that space where people seem to be uh, treating it the same way that I honestly would have thought they would have. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you're right. It does occupy that weird space, and it is a weird model. And I think it's a lot of what probably both of what you said. Like people are just unaware that it's on other platforms. Like, or you know, someone has a look. It's on Switch. They think it's cool. Switch is my only gaming platform, and I, I like gaming on there. And I'll buy a game. I won't even research this game um, mm. in terms of the other platforms. I'll just read the details on the Switch page and buy it. Or, yeah, people are just like, what's this itch? I'll just buy it on my Nintendo Switch. Or... Yeah, yeah. And I think Itch does a really good job at like highlighting creators. Like, you can follow creators. Like, I don't know if you can do that on Steam. I know you can look at like who the developer is. I don't know if you... I think you can follow them, but I think it's like hidden in like some, you know, in just like game updates on like Steam, like your news feed. It's like who looks at that? Whereas yeah, if itch, it will yeah. email you if there's like updates from your latest creator. It's like there's people I follow, and as soon as I put a new game, like uh, we like um, deconstruct team over here on this podcast. It's like mm. yeah, when they put a new game, you get that email. And I think people really believe in like giving money to that uh, like creators, and if something's free and they really enjoy it, I think you're probably gonna see more people like pay for those games because yeah. you can just download them for for free, yeah. or you can like uh, well, I think you can say take me for like... downloads, or here I want to pay two pounds, five pounds yeah. for this, and I people think that's enjoy the, it, they're like... gonna pay for it. <laughs> millennial post millennial difference is that like we view disposable income differently because we've struggled we know what it means and so mm. but also that means that like like i if I, if it's like i can give you two quid for something you're not asking me for and feel okay about it even though i couldn't afford the 15 quid version like i get this give and take and so what mm -hmm. ends up happening is more people hit the two quid mark or enough that you can continue yeah. forward and that's really important, and I think that like that's what a lot of I mean that's basically like the same idea of Patreon, right? Like Patreon yeah, is yeah. like, hey, I really like what you're doing. You're giving it away for free. I won't mind. Most people I know who subscribe to Patreons aren't really like, ah, oh, yeah, but if I pay that ten quid extra a month, I get this content, and this extra content is worth like why I'm putting the ten quid. It's like. Mm -hmm. I'm throwing some money to someone, and I get these bonuses. Like it's win-win. Yeah, it, yeah. You're not. I'm not. I'm not paying ten pound for one extra podcast episode a month. Type yeah. thing. It's I want to help these people. I want to fund something that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Great. I get an extra episode. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. lot of good faith. It's like if if I play uh, Deconstructs teams games and I never give them a penny on itch.io for all their free experiences. Mm. You bet in hell their next premium game. I'm just going to buy it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, th um, I think Sock Pop. Um, if people don't know them, they're really interesting because um, they have a Patreon where they put out a free game every every two weeks. Um, wow. And it's well, not free game, free for their Patreon. Free for the patrons, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's like it's very much oh, we're supporting these people and. Um, I bought one of their games, which is really fun. That's called Pear Quest. But um, yeah, they recently put all their games out in Steam. But yeah, they basically got a Patreon where it's like, yeah, their patrons are basically funding their development of these smaller games. And I think yeah. they might be working on like a bigger project, all in the background. But yeah, 
thought it was a really interesting model. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. those, if a lot of those smaller games are almost like systems tests or or, yeah. or tonal aesthetic tests, you know, stuff like that, it works towards a bigger product mm. kind of like to come. You like to think that maybe that's how kind of these smaller developers are, are working. They create an experience, but it's something that kind of pushes them or tests out something that they can then use on a wider or a bigger project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go by. May not be may not quest. be how the one works at all. Yeah. But Go. probably isn't how anyone works. <laughs> really. Who works anymore anyway. Well that's true. Exactly. Yeah. Some of us. Yeah. Uh, Pair quest everybody. Go go get it. It's good. It's which one? Pair quest. Mm. It's basically hidden folks but a Metroidvania on one screen. Well, it's just a puzzle, puzzle adventure game on one screen. It looks like hidden folks. Anything that looks like hidden folks. Oh, that update's gonna be out soon. There's more hidden folks, you <laughs> see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm logging off the internet for until I complete it, which will probably be about this, an hour. Yeah, more than likely. Out. Yeah, you just yeah. blast through it. Yeah. <laughs> Love that game. Right. Let's finish there this week. Let's uh, let's talk about the beers that we have uh, drank. Lucy, we'll start with mm-hmm. you. Yeah, uh, I you cracked you cracked that yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, it's really nice. Um, very smooth and like mm. creamy and piney and mm. fruity. But I'm not going to count this. I'm not sure. going to count this. You know why? Because it might well have been the winner. Ooh. But I don't want to give Ooh. a winner this week. Okay. I'm going to go back to my old ways and give a draw. I was thinking about it. I was like, we're twenty, we're really? 2019, Lucy, tonight. <laughs> yeah, and 2017 and 2018. <laughs> I, I think it's basically what you're in the mood for. Yeah, like, absolutely. The tasty juice. It, it, it's just such a good IPA. Um, and the uh, Mads is just such a good stout. Mm. So it's just like... I, I, I don't know. I, I think fine. it's definitely what you'd be in the mood for. But yeah. I was in the mood for both today. Like, mm. well, it's something light to start with. And then, yeah. I mean, bringing up free beers was just really... A, it was a ruse. I was always going to drink that 12% stout, to be honest. <laughs> it was needed. But, um... Yeah, that stout, it, 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 it didn't have like the bitterness or the coffee um, to it, which I'd always consider would just make a stout complete, but it just didn't feel lacking anyway. Like, even though it was, I don't particularly like very sweet beers, That's prob- that was probably on my threshold. Any yeah. sweeter, I, I, I don't know, but it, it just felt still paired back mm. slightly, and I don't know how they did that. Um, I don't know how they made it taste like that because it didn't taste like twelve percent. It tasted maybe a maybe a high nine or something like that, but not twelve. Uh, I just think it, yeah, wonderful beer. But the yeah, tasty nice. juice—it's just your quintessential IPA. It's something that I would never say no to. If someone had it in the IPA. It's like yeah, probably going to mm-hmm. go for that. Um, right. It's it, it was like Lervig. They also do House Party, which is um, yeah. Probably one of their staples, but I'd much rather grab this. I think House Party. Yeah, like House Party is a bit lighter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't exactly have that punch of flavour, whereas this mm. is, it has 
as much fruitiness and as much bitterness um, in equal measures, and it's just a perfectly balanced beer, as is the Mad. So yeah, gonna nice. go back to my old ways, Good. and it's a tie. Okay. Mhm. Um, for me this week, uh, I I'm gonna go for the Verdant. Um, I will need your signature as a parallel. Uh, very very easy beer super super soft super creamy as well in that mouthfeel and those flavours whilst subtle they were distinct and they worked well together I think the polys had distinct flavours but they just bashed uh, in those first sort of sips Uh, as I drank the coconut did become uh, the presiding sort of flavour everything else sort of faded away and the coconut sort of took the lead uh, and pushed everything aside uh, unlike, the, unlike the start when they, those flavours were hitting against each other uh, and I think the the Verdant and this is absolutely something for Verdant is that they, their beers just flow so well uh, they make really well balanced, well flavoured flowing beers and, and I will need your signature is, is is absolutely one of those um, as you said as well Lucy um, this, uh, yeah, whatever it's called of strongest strange. of the strange yes it's that so again yeah. is really really good um, and, and I mean Verdant are, are one of the top UK breweries for me just for in sure. consistency across all of their beers they just have that quality to them uh, Polly's yeah. are great as well I really love a lot of Polly's beers this one just didn't hit for me this mm-hmm. week um, just because of that clash between what they were, those, those different flavours going on. Uh, Adol, how about you? Um, I really liked both beers, uh, but it's the Edmondson. It, it just it was smoother. Uh, like I said, that 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 additional that, that lactose seemed to be doing some stitching together. That was just really on point. Hmm. Um, I. So although I'm saying the Amundsen is the is the better beer, um, mm. it's a New England IPA. It's seven percent, uh, really tasty. But I do think that the United Tribute IPA from Wildcard Brewery is a really tasty beer, especially for an IPA to not be in your face, but like really be like again like on a hot day. This is the type of thing you want. Like instead of just a generic pale ale, you want a lighter IPA. Mm. This is a really good beer, and it's given that it was um, brewed uh, for a National Women's Day, and you probably can still see it, find it in the bottle shops. It's definitely worth seeking out, even if I'm not giving yeah. it the Better Beer Award, because they both were really excellent. And also, if I'm honest, like if it was like 1 p.m. today, I probably would have reached for a second one of these over a second one of these. Not sure. Better Beer. It's your favorite um, of this hour. So today. Uh, both excellent beers, but the Amundsen's just a really interesting and excellent beer that just has layers. Um, but yeah, so both great. Nice. Good. Uh, Adol, we'll stick with you. If people want to get hold of you and ask for more beer recommendations or just chat to you about your life, how do they do that? All right, well, I live at... No. Um, okay. Are uh, carrier pigeons covid Safe? No, right? No, you, you got to touch on them. their wings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a callback to yeah, um, yeah, Malpass's uh, shtick because he didn't have Twitter when we both did. Exactly. Yeah. Um, drones. Yeah. Some people are doing it via drones. 
Mm. Uh, you can reach me at the Omniarch on all of the things except Switch and Twitch. The itch things. But also, not itch. Itch.io, I am also the Omniarch. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, message me on Twitter or Instagram or whatever to get my Switch code if you want to get in on that 600 bill. Get them action. turnips. Yeah. Uh, I might stream some more this week. We'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, yeah, I stream occasionally on the underscore Omniarch. Nice. Uh, Lucy? Yeah, I'm Juicy Loose 9 everywhere. Itch, PlayStation, and everyone. Switch? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> technically. Yeah. <laughs> you can find the Switch in a different way. <laughs> Message on something else. What an awkward system the Switch is. Uh, I'm at Nova underscore 47 everywhere that I exist. Uh, even here, where I'm sat. That is now my name. In your home, yeah. Yeah, that's in my home. That's why I get Kim you. and Evelyn to call me these days. <laughs> it's not Ben anymore. Done with, I'm done with that. I'm done with my past <laughs> yeah. names. Um, the artist formerly known as Ben. Yeah. <laughs> you can get us all at Tanks Up Cast on Twitter, on Instagram. You can go to Out of Lives uh, Facebook page to see all of the articles that uh, everyone over at Out of Lives produces. You can go to the YouTube page to see the occasional video that we put up. Uh, Adel and I have been doing a few trailer chats uh, uh, as of the last sort of few weeks. Um, we will at some point when Sony does the PS5 press conference, mm. we will be chatting over that. I know the three of us and maybe Adam as well will get together to uh, to discuss that. Looking so that. stuff is happening over there. You can also go to the YouTube to see our beautiful faces, to see the beers that we are drinking. And that's <laughs> probably all of the things, right? Sorry, I just I, I, I literally like switched to my um, switch uh, on screen. Mm. Um, so I left the thing open. I've now made more than a million bells in tips from people just hey. jumping in and out. Nice. Yeah. nice. Well, I'm poor. Do, do you want I got some eight money? bells. I no, no, it's fine. I don't. I'm not uh, a charity anyway. case. Um, God. Turns out, you. being open with your resources, even if it's just leaving your switch on is fruitful yeah mm. don't charge people real life money for that well the thing is i didn't i just said i'm open i'm afk fuck off and then i like i'm not talking about you i quickly lost and it was just bags and bags and bags of bells that like That's no nice. one took other people's money like it was just like six seven bags of just when you when you go home bucks. tonight awesome. they looted everything including your bed <laughs> <laughs> you have to sleep on the floor. <laughs> my, my my house is in a bit of disarray because yeah. I uh, even neglected it for your stock market. You're at the, I you're, you're on the. I haven't uh, built any tables or anything, or and I keep night. getting cardboard boxes off of the presents you shoot out of the air and stuff. So like my kitchen is basically a bunch of stuff on top of cardboard boxes. It's great. Anyway, nice. yeah, nice. you're you like that. Um, like just just any probably someone who works in like finance they they they're killing it on the trading floor and then but go back to the house and it's like it's just a futon you don't even have or a mattress food in the, the fridge yeah. <laughs> you're a, you need to get your priorities straight anyway quick <laughs> yeah. fire around what are you playing next to deal yeah. other than animal crossing oh uh, did, i got to finish ff7 and then i want, yes. i think i might um start the last of us okay Ooh. oh the first game because I've never played it. Oh. Okay. And I nice. want to play the second one around the same time you guys do. 
So I don't yeah. have to... Basically, so I don't have to be like, Oh, you guys are talking about that game? Let me just take my earbuds mm-hmm. out. Let me know when, when the you're done talking about it in this podcast we're all on. Ben? Also, it's been on my list for ages. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I also need to finish Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I'm getting close. I'm in the Shimmer headquarters. Uh, I'm... I'm I, I don't know, a few hours left still. Uh, I need to, to, to get back to Disco Elysium as mm-hmm. well. Right. Um, I did start uh, a couple of games, the the Dolores Thimbleweed Park mini test sort of thing uh, I played. That's um, probably one of my favourite games this year. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, there's, there's uh, I think it probably one of those. But my time is very, very odd at the moment where I'm now on uh, three days a week uh, as a, a doing childcare as a stay-at-home dad, uh, not working, um, and her demanding most of my time, and then the other two days uh, working, then working at weekends as well, um, when I sort of can and in my evenings to kind of make up on the three working days that I'm mm. missing at the moment. Right. So um, who knows when I'll actually get to pick a pad up and, and play something? It may be a mobile game next, Lucy. Who knows? Yeah. Evelyn's off doing yeah. what she wants, and I just fucking. On the phone for a bit. <laughs> right. I don't know. I've got no idea. What about you, Lucy? What are you going to play next? Undetermined. Okay. Oh, I've never is heard that? of that. Is it an indie <laughs> game? Is it on Ish.io? Yeah, probably. There is probably. Uh, probably. I'm playing a, right now a indie game called Rakuen. R A K U E N. So many people mm. have uh, lauded this game. Um, yeah. Apparently, it's like to the moon and. Bird story, which are very much mm. indie favourites. Oh yeah, it's like uh, a pixelated. It's like kind of Pokemon, whatever came after like the Red and Blue era, um, like that kind of art style, top down. And so it's just like a puzzle adventure game, very mm-hmm. colourful. Um, right. Great music. So I'm going to be nice. playing that, but didn't want to embark on anything too big because of the biggies that are I'm coming up. That are yeah. looming. Mm. Maybe sooner rather than later. Yes, That's I did order. I, I did order the Last of Us Part Two today. Mm. Um, I realise I need to, I, and we haven't spoken about it yet. But I need to finish Kentucky Route Zero as well. Mm. Right. Um, probably within the, the next week, maybe for next week, or maybe for the yeah. week after, or something before the Last of Us comes out. Because I really I'd want to talk about how fucking insane that game is. Yeah, mm. I'd say don't rush it. I think it's better when you just let it. Stew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because it's weird anyway. Isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we can talk uh, about it. Off more air, than likely, then. we'll talk about it at the end of the mm. year, kind of chats. I would imagine, or, or well, in I the lead hear up your to that, perhaps soon. Right, so, Adele, mm. you'll just have to be gone. I mean, Ben. Or I just need it. to beat The Last of Us One and Kentucky Route Zero the next. If you want to like cry for a week after, then yeah, go for it. I mean, those two games back to back would just, I think, at the moment. Yeah. Someone. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, wow. Mm. Getting those wholesome capitalist bells selling, <laughs> oh turning, <God>. sharing, <laughs> yeah. trading. You're doing what life. Kentucky Route Zero told me not to do. <laughs> be a capitalist. Yeah. So, that is us for this week. Uh, I'll finish just by saying um, go out and support. All those content creators that you enjoy, go out and support all the journalists that you enjoy, read their stuff, share their things, support their patrons, yeah. support your friends, support your families, make your voices heard. 
talk to people. If you're uneducated and you don't know some things and you want to know some things, talk to people. People are out there and they want to share their experiences. They want to help people understand. Uh, it's all about fucking conversation at the moment, isn't it? So do that and just have a lovely week and we'll catch you next week at some point. Laters. Bye. Ciao www.outoflives.net